A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. I'm Lisa Chanu. And today we have a very special guest joining us. You know her, you love her, part astrologer, part psychologist, part comedian, and all real, Deborah Silverman. <laughs> Who's, who wrote that thing? It's in your bio. <laughs> I, know, I know. I always wonder who wrote that thing. <laughs> the muse, perhaps. Better. Well said amuse. Thanks for joining us. Where in the world are you, if you don't mind us asking? I'm in Boulder, Colorado. It's a beautiful day. The sun shines here 310 days a year. So all astrologers moved here because they love the sun. Oh, it's beautiful. I made that part up. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. I've been to Boulder and it's a very, I mean, any, any place where you're like in the mountains like that and you have that much just beautiful nature, I think can't, you can't help but feel connected to the the whole the whole the cosmos the world and all that jazz 
Yeah. It's so true. The Wait, is there a big astrologer community out there? No, I totally made that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th I just thought, because honestly, the sun is out all the time here. It is one of the sunniest places in the United States. And isn't the sun the center of our entire universe, said the astrologer? So you would think, but no, there's not a lot of astrologers in one particular city. What would be a city that we would say had a lot of astrologers? I mean, I think New York comes yeah. to mind in terms of, or at least that's astrologers that make, true. or at least that make themselves known. People <laughs> think it's LA, like people that aren't into astrology are like, oh, LA must be full of them. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that would make you. sense. Yeah. New York and LA, probably true. Mm -hmm. There, I feel like people, the people in LA more readily believe in astrology, yeah. but there isn't a big uh i'll say actual astrology like astrologers are not uh abundant in los angeles necessarily but i think you sure. also need because there's people that are into it you you don't need the community as much as you do in other places where it might be less accepted so you kind of have to like find your people to talk about it with in LA, you could talk about astrology with the, the grocery store checkout person. <laughs> you know, they might not know as much as like a, an astrologer, but you still, they still usually know their big three and that sort of thing, at least. It's a mm -hmm. funny thing to think about because astrology, when I grew up, and I'm probably double all of your ages, I'm in my mid 60s. When I grew up, it was not acceptable to talk astrology. And I went to graduate school and studied psychology, and that was really challenging. I had to push my way in the door and say, excuse me this is an ancient science. Would you give me, and they were like, you're going to do therapy with a strap. Like I really got grief. Now in your era, here we are in a podcast, you guys get to talk <laughs> about it and nobody thinks you're weird. It was a hard, I, yeah. did, I, I, I need to be acknowledged for the heavy lifting. Yes. Let's give I this, let's give Thank this now. Thank you so much. Well, what, so when you say it was, you know, not accepted, is there, not that I need examples, but like, is that just like societal at large or among psychological oh. peers or like all, you know, this, that, and the other thing? No, no. In graduate school, I was studying in graduate school and they were absolutely against me. I did it anyway, because I've got a strong Uranus. I like saying that. Um, <laughs> so I had a very, I've got a strong rebel and there was no way they were going to stop me and my moon's in Aries, so shut up. But, but I did have to fight. I did have to say, you know, come on. Like there was never, ever, what a great idea. It was always like, what are you doing? To the, you know, I remember my cousin saying to me, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. I was like, no, I manufactured the Kool-Aid and don't be mean. Like, <laughs> That's just so, so I never, like I remember so many times in life, people saying, what do you do? Mm -hmm. that was did, you, did you um, incorporate astrology as early as being in, in graduate school? Like in, a, in, in a thesis? 20, 19, yes, in my thesis. My thesis wow, was about wow. chronic mental patients and the relationship to their charts. And I did all the research statistically working with chronic mental patients to find out what was the correlation between, ready, Uranus, President oh. Trump, don't mean about him, but he has Uranus in the sun. What was the relationship between Uranus and incarceration when it came to mental hospitals? So they gave me so much grief, but I did it anyways. And yes, I was. It was 1981 that I was in graduate school, and nobody was talking about astrology. Wow. So you guys can't, even, you weren't even yeah. born. Were you guys born in 81? No, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> what are you oh my God. <laughs> my point. My point. I've been doing heavy lifting for a long time. I've got strong muscles. Yes, <laughs> but it's but it's wonderful to see three women talking about astrology on a podcast because this is not what happened when I was growing up. 
Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I think that's so cool that you did it that that directly with with your psychology practice because I mean that's you know there's differing ways obviously to to use astrology but I think the three of us definitely find that component um, the most compelling and the most interesting and and the best kind of use of i mean astrology is a tool for understanding yourself and 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 your makeup what makes you tick so mm-hmm. it's it's really cool well and we have a, lo- a ton i swear i all of our listeners are like mental health professionals to some degree mm-hmm. they're either therapists yeah. or psychologists or and they they're write- crazy <laughs> <laughs> no we're the crazy ones because yeah. <laughs> i was so i was oh i was just gonna go say i had a question about being you know being a practicing you know psychologist is that the word for it psychologist um of like integrate I guess if someone wants to I don't know I know integrating astrology and psychology can be taboo to some degree right because there's this predisposition element of like oh this is going to make you this or that and that I guess how do you gently or if it's maybe it's not done to like bring those two together or like no one to set or no one to separate, I guess, is a, is my First question. First of all, I never separate them. Carl Jung, you guys know this was quoted mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. psychology will be a dinosaur science until it includes astrology. Wow. He was an astrologer. He was a full-time mm-hmm. astrologer. Every single client he saw, he had a chart in front of him. Every single client I've ever worked with, I could never, like right now I want to know all three of your charts. And like, it's a <laughs> stupid conversation enough for me to not understand. <laughs> I, ne- I want people to have on their forehead tattooed their chart. So you walk mm-hmm. up to them and you go, oh, no wonder you're so loud. But if, you don't, <laughs> but, but if you don't have that information and any therapist, like this was my graduate studies was I said, why would you go to psychology to find out about the nature of your family dynamics without asking the question of what's your karma? Like, mm-hmm. how do you even consider just the surface level of what occurred in your family without looking at the larger picture of what did your soul sign up for? That's mm-hmm. been my question every day of my practice, every day of my school, everybody I meet, I think, what was the agreement you made before you got here that's established that chart that gave you those parents, that gave you that body, that gave you that problem? Like, let's talk about this. And then, it be, I mean, I don't understand how to separate them at all. They mm. are totally one for me. Ooh, no, that's cool. That's cool to hear because I think there is like, just like talking about how astrology up until maybe now was like completely taboo. I think that sector of astrology is still taboo, right? To work it into the psychological elements because, oh yeah, you know, people don't want to, <laughs> or like it's too, it, I, I think it is that predisposition thing that feels too like faded or something, but also there's so much evidence in like reoccurrence and all these things and just like, this makes sense. So no, that's, inter- that's interesting to hear. And I, yeah, I've definitely heard that Carl Jung quote before, but I didn't realize that he had charts at every Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And the way I start every single session and I teach people how to be astrologers, I have trained 13 professional on my site, but I've trained thousands of people through my school is I start every session with Saturn cycles. And once I do that with a normal person who doesn't believe at all, who's a client of mine, like they come in, they're like, I heard you're really good as a psychotherapist. That's what I've often heard because I was. That was more my specialty to people in my public that I was a psychotherapist. But the first session was, can I ask you a few questions? I'm just going to mark some dates and you tell me what happened. And that's, mm. how, I, that's how they all Ooh. surrendered to me because I could just cite the very first five minutes of the session. Tell me what happened at 21, at 30, at 37, at 44. They're like, that's the year that I got married. That's the year I got divorced. That's the year I was like, oh, really? 
well, just so you know, astrology works. And that's how I'd get them in my hand. Damn. I love it because I feel like some people really, um, it's so funny trying to like explain to people what astrology is, not the like literal mechanisms of it, but like what it's used for. And I think a lot of people hear that you're interested in astrology and then they forget that you still can also um, understand science and facts and <laughs> things like that. And I was uh, reminded of an interaction I had with someone who um, asked me, they were like, so why, why astrology? Like, why, how are you into it? Cause I just like, can't get into it. And I said, well, first, you know, if you can't get into it, it's probably not for you. Then if it's like not, you don't have to like force yourself to be into it. We don't need it. But she said, after I explained to her, you know, some of the things that I liked about it, she was like, have you tried therapy? And I was like, yeah, I've, I'm currently in therapy. My mom's a psychiatrist. Um, I'm not dumb. Like, what, that's I, just, actually, I just also know the moon phases. Like, it's, it's such that's a, actually one of my favorite things about telling people that I, I actually really like it when people think I'm dumb because I, like, <laughs> I like to take advantage of that. So, like, I'll, t I'll say, like, I'll tell them right off the bat, like, I'm into it or start, like, saying things like retrograde or things that like really, you know, spark people so that they'll think I'm dumb and I can just get away with stuff. My new thing has been doing what, what Deborah just said that she does. And I'm a fellow Aries moon is I just been saying, shut up. <laughs> 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 like literally that's so, I was texting y'all last yeah. night about my shut up yes. spree that I've been on. It's so funny. You said that Deborah, um, <laughs> the Aries moon culture. So I, <laughs> appreciate it feel seen i'm going to continue to maybe just have people just lovingly uh shut up <laughs> i would be remiss if i didn't ask and i'm sure my list uh, um our listeners are wondering what is the correlation between uranus and um mental illness it was extremely high it was the correlation was over 75 percent there was a they had aspect that it wasn't just uranus but there were so many people that had Uranus conjunct the sun, Uranus opposite the sun, Uranus on the ascendant, where they literally can't follow and they have no interest in our society. And the mm. best story was I lived in LA. This is going to be a funny story. I lived <laughs> in LA and I worked in a, what was called a halfway house. It was a mental hospital yeah. for people that were, that came back because they couldn't go into the system. And it was called Beverly Wood. It was in off La Cienega in Los Angeles. And I would answer the phone, Beverly would be sane if she didn't live here. <laughs> 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 so bad but the, the point was the correlation was so high and it gave me permission to explain first to myself because i was always fascinated why i couldn't help because as a healer and as a therapist and certainly as an astrologer i've had a really good track record of people leaving sessions going oh my god i feel so much better and mm -hmm. you know that should be any good astrologer you should finish the session by saying oh my god I, that makes so much sense now but when i finished working with these clients I never got the, com the comfort and I realized they had no interest in comfort. They had oh. no interest in our society. They had no interest in coming over to my land. They didn't want me to fix them. And that's very Uranus. Like, don't interrupt my craziness. You're trying to make me normal and I'm not interested. Just what you said, like, if you're not interested, you can go now. Like, I, that's really an important thing to know. And when people say to me all the time, what do you say when someone says, I don't believe in astrology? The first thing I say is, have you studied it? And they say no. And I say, it's a little hard to say you don't believe in something if you've never studied it. Let's start there. And number two, it doesn't matter if you believe in it because it believes in you. So you can surrender. Astrology uh -huh. has a complete relationship with you. You don't ever need to because it works anyway. So 
bye bye now. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so funny when people get into arguments like that or like that they think that they're going to like own you when they say something <laughs> like that as if as if something existing requires another person to believe in it. It's like you don't have to believe in electricity. It's something that exists exactly. and it is around us. Like you can you can think something else is turning on and off the lights, <laughs> but that's what it is and you don't need to know how it works to to use it or to to acknowledge that it's there and and by the way they don't really know how electricity works it's still a mystery to them (laughs) that's what i say because it is interesting do you think i guess before i go off on this tangent like do you think that the reason what do you think the reason is why astrology it hasn't been more integrated into things is it because getting the data that that science like requires of you there's too many um like unknown factors in someone besides just placements it's just the same reason why women have been suppressed anything with power that requires surrendering or trust and our male dominated brain it's not just it's all over the planet for some reason the male patriarch took over the consciousness here it used to be in lemuria in olden times in atlantis the feminine was honored as the leader, not the male. When the male came to be the focus, anything feminine, and the stars requires a trust. Mm-hmm. You have to surrender. And we are terrible. We, we hate people that trust. <laughs> we hate <laughs> surrendering. We hate being told to close your eyes. And, no, 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 no. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Like We live with so much fear. Astrology requires the feminine principle of the high priestess to be honored. That is how it enters into consciousness is by you putting your open heart and open mind in a power that's far beyond the mind. Cause we can't explain this science. I'm, you know, 30 million years older than you. <laughs> and I can only tell you that it is, as you all know, it's fail safe. It's proven time and time again, as a, an astrologer of 43 years, it never doesn't work. So it's just what you said. You don't have to believe in electricity. You don't have to believe in gravity. You don't have to believe in love. You can't see it, but you believe mm-hmm. in it. So, we, so surrendering to that random, abstract notion of love or the belief that god or spirit or light that's just too much for the mind to do beep 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 i am having a moment where my computer is breaking down i'm going to go back to the you know i'm going to back to my pretend game so you say okay well you pretend while i look at the stars and have a lot of fun you look miserable and i'm not how about that (laughs) that's all the proof we need right i mean it's right there it is true. It, I mean, it, there's also just like um, giving yourself like an inch of imagination as well, like right. the po- to have possibility, right? Like let's let's operate from this is possible, and and a lot of people have prescribed to this, and it's been working. How about we like start there? But it's no right. It's very like I don't, yeah. What you're saying is like patriarchal, feminine, and also just dismissive. The feminine has been dismissed. The mm-hmm. female intuitive right brain function is undervalued. Imagination is useless. But not to Einstein. He believed in astrology. He was all about, you know that? Any great thinker who's a mystic knows this is true. Anyone who's based in logic and living on a hard reality, which is slightly grumpy, they don't <laughs> believe in this stuff. You can't be an astrologer mm-hmm. and not have some sense of humor. Yeah. Like this whole mm-hmm. Being a human is ridiculous. The human nature story of 12 different, who made this up? 12 different personalities. Oh, that's interesting. 12? Yeah. They'll be, we'll make it airtight. We'll have four elements with three signs each and everyone will be exactly as they should be based on the stars. And by the way, when you get down there, you're going to get totally confused and lose your mind. 
ready, go. <laughs> Who made that up? Who made that up? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you ever wonder about that? Where did astrology come from? Mm -hmm. I want to hear my secret. I'm saying oh. it right here live on your yes. podcast. I'm convinced it was aliens. I'm convinced the intelligence is far beyond ours. Yeah. There's no way, said the astrologer of 43 years, there's no way that system is so airtight, perfect, without the intelligence being far beyond ours. I mean, sure. I love that. Where do you no think that here? Are these Martians, uh, Venusians? I think, that, I, think the Egypt, I think the Egyptians, there was a time when we were alive and many of us are Egyptians. You can't be interested in astrology without having a past life recall, recapitulating. I love that word. I recapitulated my memory of being Egyptian. It was brought to us by a very high intelligence through the Egyptian culture because they had a relationship and that's how they built the pyramids with a different level of consciousness that, that went beyond physical science. So that's the answer. There was some interface with the other worlds that was easily done by the high priestesses then in the temples. But we have lost all connection and they don't even like us. Anyways. They've left us behind. They were like, those people smell. They smell. They, they, they eat. They, they Look what they did to the planet. Let's get out of here. Yeah. I truly so believe funny. that about aliens. Whenever well, people go. Colin was talking about on the last episode people that were natural deodorant. Something about y'all's smelling. Yeah. It's very it's very Gemini. Natural deodorant does not happen on the other planets. The other planets <laughs> just smell good. Here we smell like shit. And not and not to mention our shit smell. I mean, this whole planet is so weird, let's be honest. Can we be honest about this? <laughs> that, yes. No, that's I Oh, recently there was that um a uh, guy that was talking about aliens um bob lazar and i i i don't i don't have a feeling either way about like the veracity of what he was talking about but i do think it's hysterical that we are uh, we are so obsessed with aliens being obsessed with us when i'm like <laughs> exactly. we're we're not, I mean, if anything, we're maybe like alien bad, uh, like reality TV that they like ha hate watch because they're like, oh, <laughs> they they're throw so things, dumb. They throw things at yeah. the television. <laughs> but I'm like, if aliens are so fucking smart, then they are absolutely like not interested in it. They're not coming back for us. They're not going to like, you know what? They're not, they're not going to attack us and whatever. I don't know. I, no, okay. they're not attacking us. Go ahead. You go. This is this is totally random, but like while we're here, ghosts. How do we feel about just like overall like ghosts, haunted places? Like, are we are we pro con or and pro con being like, do we think this is true or feelings on ghosts? I don't know. They just came. I'm like, I just all of a sudden my brain went from aliens to ghosts. Oh and no, I'm the here. ghost just walked in the room, Steve. You can't see it. <sighs> what? Yes. In my room or your room? <laughs> Yours. Really? Whoa. Oh my God, not really. Oh my God, don't scare your audience. I was looking for it too. You're scaring everybody. Oh my God. This is, we are now revealing to everyone that we are a little strange. No, you cannot see ghosts. You do not see aliens. And I love the image of the aliens watching us, rolling their eyes, going, I can't even believe what's going on down there. And if you think we're going to spend much more time with them, you're wrong. We have things to do. Mm-hmm. Dude, no, I love it. I'm, I'm again. It's, it's giving into a bit of imagination and also historical. I mean, we have a ton of proof, really. Like the government well, just put out tons of footage yeah. of it, like two weeks ago or whatever. Well, listen, how can we be so arrogant to think for one minute we're it? Like, are right. you kidding me? Are you absolutely? And of course, they know about the spaceships, and of course, there's been unbelievable sightings across time. But they can't afford to come. Have you seen the film ET? 
Would you want to come down here if you were an ET? They killed the little creature. Forget about it. They're not coming. I know that part of like ET and like other movies that even like I watched Splash recently, the mermaid movie, you know, where she comes into New York having a great time. And then the U.S. government, and I totally believe that that's what would happen, is instantly like, well, let's kill her to study her and like fuck her up. And it's like, she would willingly do tests on the weekend, I'm sure. Like, let her have a life. Yeah, Shape of Water, like all these. She would willingly do tests on the weekend. I think it'd be more like Thursday. She's not giving up her weekends. (laughs) (laughs) Stevie, where is your Neptune? I'm just curious. My Neptune is in Capricorn Capricorn in the sixth house. And how's it relating to the rest of it? Can I just see your charts? Why are we talking astrology? I can't even see your charts. <laughs> yes, I mean, please. I could screen share yeah. if you guys want to. Like, screen sh- yeah, do you have, you want me do to you give have you my, mine? Want me to give you my one, two, three, and I'll look at yeah. your charts and you share them, and then I'll play astrologer, and you can say that I'm really good at this? Yeah, I mean, yes. that, hey, that's, Deborah, you're Absolutely. the first to offer this as an option, <laughs> and honestly, I like, I like your style, so. This- <laughs> oh, oh, welcome, welcome to Gemini. Yeah. With sun and Venus and Gemini in the eighth house. I go deep and fast. I have a grand trine and fire. And I have Uranus on the mid heaven on top of my head. You can't see it, but it's sitting right at the top of my head, exactly sextiling my sun exact degree. Here, I have a screen you. share coming your way. Uh, sorry for the audio medium for our podcast people. Can you guys see this? Yes. Yeah. And then okay. this is moi. It's the short answer is you have Neptune squaring your moon and you have Neptune opposite your Mars. So you've got a strong Neptune, but here's the deal. So you look at your chart. That's hysterical. She has four plans. This is how simple I teach astrology in very simple, basic terms. When you take my school, you guys should take it no matter how advanced you are. Yeah. One is a a therapeutic doorway. So you would discover quickly, Stevie, the stellium in the 11th with Mercury conjunct Jupiter, that you are definitely out of the ordinary. I knew you had some Aquarius. You can't play the game normal. You try to be normal to the Taurus, but everything about you is exotic because you can't follow. And your mother, you drove your mother crazy because <laughs> everything they told you, you did the opposite. That just, mm-hmm. you're built to be the contrarian. And with Mercury conjunct Jupiter, look at that aspect. You've got this crazy fascination that doesn't stop. You, your mind has no off buttons. You probably lie in bed at night going, woo, woo, woo. Like, can, uh. you, turn, can you turn it off? Think, think uh, with weed and alcohol, and that's pretty and now, much, that's pretty so much we're, it. We're back to Neptune again, weed and alcohol. So you, so the, I think your Neptune aspect, it's a tight square, but it's squaring your moon and opposite your Mars, and it's obviously conjunct Saturn. So that's where Neptune, you have to be very careful that you stay in this reality. Because mm-hmm. while you're a Taurus, God made you a Taurus for one reason, to keep you here. Because you are bound to fly off, disre- you know, disregard the rules, bump into a spaceship on the way out and come back in and go, what did I do? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, so, I think the Saturn return that I just had to, I feel like getting more in touch with uh, responsibility and my day-to-day functionality right, yeah. was yes. definitely like a big, that was like a huge turning point for me that, that, that wasn't, that didn't exist uh, before that, that happened. So if you guys, if for you, Stevie, if you, my book is called The Missing Element, and even though you have five planets on Earth, if you focused on Earth this life as a Taurus and really did ritualistic behavior and didn't rebel, but had consistent ritualistic behavior, you'll be very successful financially. If you resist that and you rebel routine and getting grounded, you'll wonder why money never stays in your pocket. Next. Mm-hmm. All right. I love yeah. it. Was I right or was I right? I mean, I will, I will say I'm pretty good with money. I've always been okay. pretty good with money. 
Well, well I feel like be that's very... because you're a good tourist, though. Yeah, you are. Because but you, you are be. very... You yeah. must stay true to your tourist. You will be very successful financially as long as you stay grounded because the, the rebel in you against society could interrupt with your capacity to make money. This chart has the capacity to make a lot of money. Saturn is trining your sun from the 6th to the... From the that's right, from the 6th to the 11th. That's so interesting. You're, you're, you could make... As an astrologer, for example, mm-hmm. with that moon on the midheaven. But you've got to do routine. Yeah, I get once I I I think I get into that, and I I attribute it sometimes to my North Node in Pisces. Is like I think when things get hard, I start to just like disassociate and get Piscean with it. And it's sweetie, it's your Saturn on Neptune. What was the first thing I said to you? (laughs) Where's your? I mean that too. Well, with Uranus there, and I mean I think since like a lot of people of my age group right have all these clusters of Cap and Neptune, like Cap, Neptune, Saturn, and Uranus all together. But you, none of your friends have trining from Neptune exactly right, in their sun. So let's right, distinguish right. and not go general. And let me just say it again. You, then I want to see the next chart. You're going to be financially very solid this life okay. as you create routine and you do not resist normalcy because you are a very unique combo of eccentric and normal. Ooh, I'll, I'll take it. Deborah. Yes. All right, you guys. This is honestly, Deborah, you're so smart because this is the best. Not to say advertising as astrologer yeah. could do as on an episode of our podcast. But- I just get so sick of talking all the time. I want to hit myself. I'm a Gemini. So I like to give concrete. <laughs> My Mercury is in Taurus. I just like to give people practical shit and stop talking all the time. Okay, I love like- it. Um, can you, Lisa, you I sent share you your it. chart? Yes. I'm, I'm, I think I'm um, the only one that can share. Oh, so do there. you want me to send you mine? I sent you an email link, Stevie, to okay. the podcast you know, you know, email. Here's how you can let you can let Lisa share. Just make the part, go to the participants, Stevie. Oh. Push Lisa and make her the host. Oh, okay. Wow. Look at this. And this is the gift of being a thousand years old. You start to learn things after a while. You but start you, to do it over and over again. Go to Lisa. You know, but you know Zoom. I don't even know. Like this Zoom <laughs> is like a new world for me. There Wait, should be a. You should be able to make Lisa the host. How would you do that? You would go to participant, uh-huh. and go to in, and then go to. More? Oh, that's so weird. You know what? This is new. make host. Got it. Being okay. Host. okay. All right, Lisa. Lisa you're the host. Now. You're the we host are having now. so much fun. Like <laughs> we had a little. We had a little Taurus over there with Mercury conjunct Jupiter and Gemini. I love that story. You can talk. Okay. Give Stevie the mic. Give Stevie the mic. Here comes our friend. Oh, no wonder you get along. Her moon's in cancer. Oh, my yeah. God. Wait a minute. What do you mean you're both Taurus cancer? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yep. No, Surprise. No, 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 no. With Jupiter conjunct Mercury again. That's crazy pants. You're like in the same school. With Mars on the mid-evident Aquarius. Oh, I like to talk about astrology in the secret zone. See, Lisa wants to go in the back room. Yeah. She's got that 12th house. Like, leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> she wants you to give her a little bit of space. So once again, now see the difference? She doesn't have Neptune trining her son. She has Saturn. So you've got Lisa disciplined too. Look at that Saturn trining your son. That means when required, and it's not easy for you because your little Taurus cancers are indulgers, but when required, you can discipline yourself. And you must, you must really capitalize on that. You have the gift, Lisa, of being able to stay focused and stay the course even when it's boring. Now, you may feel like you're too slow, obviously, with all that Taurus in the 12th house, but the steady Eddie, the turtle won the race. So don't compare yourself to those fast-speaking Gemini wall. Your gift is steady Eddie, staying the course, and bringing down practical magic 
One of your gifts Ooh. is practical magic. Like giving people concrete steps. You have the gift as an astrologer is to say, I want you to follow this routine. Like you give direction. Ooh. You can't just talk. You're like, B, I've got Mercury and Taurus. You can't just talk all the time. You want to get like, can we make this practical? Yeah. Am I, I right or am I right? That's true. That's Definitely. so true. Yeah. So, I, I so love don't, don't underestimate <laughs> the power of patience and steadiness. And you have the gift. The biggest challenge you're going to have is your appetite for yum yum, for staying home. Like you have a recluse in you. So yeah. while you have, you have a promise with Mars in the Midheaven and Aquarius to be the communicator and you have that gift, there's this battle you're going to always have of like, all those people out there, do we have to go sit with them? I just want to stay home. Yeah, right? I, think, I think that, um, well, I do stand-up comedy as well. So I think that <gasps> getting the- You do stand-up comedy? Yeah. So getting the reward from that um, like oh, rush- it, it actually helps me to leave the house. So not having that and, and staying home right now, it, it, it's pretty hard to get me to like do some, some stuff. Can you just count how many planets in earth you have for God's sake? One, two, three, four, five, six. Is that right? Yeah. And, and, the, no, and, and, and neither you or Stevie have any fire in your chart. So this is so good that you are doing this. You've got to push yourself. You know this, Lisa, you're missing yeah. element is fire. So that was true. Also Stevie, that means you've got to like riff, riff, you have to practice barking. You got to practice singing loud. You got to practice pushy. You got to practice. You have to pretend that you have fire because you don't. Yeah. But you need it. So that's what my book is called, The Missing Element. You would read the fire chapter. You'd put on loud music. You'd make yourself exercise. Yeah. Because that Mars on the Midheaven, you promised this life that you would be weird in public. That's what I, yeah, uh, that's what I try to do. Wow. I, I, I try to every morning make myself exercise, go on a walk or do yoga. I, I swim normally, but right now it's kind of hard to find a place. I swim too, but that is so good. I'm so happy, Lisa. You've, you're using your earth, but don't forget you're missing out. Look at you guys. She's got North Node and Pisces too in the 11th. Yeah. So the mystical, magical, yeah. but the gift you have is Pluto opposite. It's a wide orb, but you've got an opposition there from Pluto to the sun. So you're going to change so many times this life, Lisa. You're not going to recognize the beginning to the end. You're going to be like, I should change my name. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I love that. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm going to. Grounded magician she is. You're a grounded magic. Person. Yes. I I'm love that. Stop. Um, add Julia to the ad. Yeah, now. now I, can't can be be, the host. I can't be the oh, host. I can't be the host because I'm on the on. phone. Uh, I have you. Hold on. You got a chart. Like, I have your chart. Yes. Um, I was like, I... How did you guys, the Taurus Cancers, you guys just love to eat together? We actually <laughs> met through Julia. Julia's yes. a connection. She's our yes. connection. I also do stand up, and that's how I know Lisa. And then, um, but then I want to do stand up, but I don't do stand up. Um, they just, I don't know. Yeah. I tried it. I'm not funny when they yeah. tell me to be funny. You've I'm been funny, funny the whole time. I know. That's what I mean. I'm only funny when no one's trying. And as soon as I try, I suck. Okay, here we go. Sun and sad. Oh my God. Listen, she's helping you guys out. Look at her fire. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Julia. Va, 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 boom. So she, ignites the room look at this chart oh my god and mercury conjunct pluto and scorpio let's talk about deep things i'm going to spend <laughs> a lot of time here i'm going to go a little deeper maybe we should get some therapy in here because people are fucked up you you have a real access to telling the truth about people's psychology you have a gift have you studied psychology 
Um, I have not, but my mom is a psychiatrist and I have oh, for been, that ruins everything. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. My, yeah. So I, I have a, I have a general knowledge of, well, you have a of, natural gift yes. of being able to stare at people. Like one of your gifts is you disarm people <laughs> by playing the charm game, Libra rising. But mm -hmm. as soon as you get into it, this is going to be challenging through your whole life. You get into their psyche and you absorb other people. Moon conjunct Neptune. So you, your moon, your emotional body, as solid as it is, has Neptune sitting on it on the nadir. So you feel the collective all the time. Like you can tell when the hurricanes, you're one of those people that has a psychic woo-woo thing, but it's so hard to distinguish because all you want to do is have fun and your chart is so heavy. Ooh. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> is, it, is it like, too, is it too, how do you deal with the funny part and then the heavy part? Well, I think they kind of inform each other and there's a lot of, um, like a give and take. Yeah. And I think that you kind of, like you said, you don't get to be in a, you don't get to be an astrologer and not be, have a sense of humor. I think that you kind of can't have a, a sense of humor without understanding the, the light and dark of the world, you know, the, uh, sat, you oh. can't understand really, you can't really understand what's super funny unless you understand what's very tragic. Or we just talk deep theory on the dance floor, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you. Julia, you're really good at reading talk the room on stage. On the dance too. floor. It's really true, rough. though. Like, we can be in fun places, but talking about, uh, you know, deeper conversations that your average Joe is, isn't having, I think. Yeah. And you have no air in your chart, Julia. So what happens when it comes time to do words with that Mercury and Scorpio? Like when you have not person, not for people in public, but at the personal level, how are you at disclosing your process? I'm, I've worked very hard at getting better at it. It's definitely not my, um, my strong suit. And I definitely have said, I've gotten better at learning how to communicate that um, my brain is moving a lot faster than my words can process and, uh, you know, asking for time, asking for extra time, asking for, uh, like pauses or, or just, I think I take my time very deliberately beforehand to like really gather up what I want to say so I can communicate it clearly and feel understood. And that's the definition of no air in the chart. So all of you need to know this. I mean, really she's doing her work because you've got, all of you are spiritually oriented. But you can imagine this chart without a spiritual consciousness, you would be really isolating, feel very mm -hmm. isolated because you can present to the world your little Libra rising and do that little dance. But the deeper inner world of Mercury conjunct Pluto, you are so profound in your desire for intimate conversation that doesn't go fast. Like you want to really connect. It's a beautiful gift as a healer. That's why I asked about the therapy because you can, you can take people into a space if they give you the time to slow down time and go deep. Well, I yeah. think, I think Julia is really talented on stage at, at, like you said, like reading the room. And I think that, um, learning, I mean, obviously comedy, you get thrown in front of people that you don't know all the time. And I think that that can help like with those communication things too, because I've seen you like be eloquent on stage with no preparation, you know, when someone just yells something out or, or breaks a drink <laughs> or whatever. So I think that's a good training for that. Yeah, I think it's for me the the depth thing. Thank you for saying that. I also, um, I think it's it's like the knowing the room thing is also just having to understand like how, 
less about like being less eloquent and more about understanding how deep you yeah like how deep you're able to go with someone or how um like yeah how on it what like what are you guys what are you guys up for because if you come in really really honest and with someone that has not asked for it um that like then the conversation stops so you have to kind of like test it out and see but you know your life lesson this lifetime Saturn and Sag is you are allowed to disrupt us so don't feel bad about being the one that says look the emperor's balls are hanging out like you're you're the person that should say (laughs) out loud like what is wrong with these you you have to exercise because you have no air you're promised this life with Saturn and Sag trining Jupiter conjunct Uranus is you are going to be honest no matter what, even if it hurt our feelings. And because you absorb, I think reading the room and what Lisa was saying, that moon conjunct Neptune, you sense your antennas are highly operating. Neptune is the antennas and moon is your intuition. But your honesty and the balls you have, that's what your life lesson is, the permission to say shit that no one else says. Hell yeah. I love that. I I have it too. I love that quality. I love, I tell people I have Tourette's. I think it's politically incorrect to say it. That gives me permit. I just say shit every once in a while where I'm like, uh oh, I can feel it coming. Saturn and Sag, uh oh. And I've learned to do it in such a disarming way that people thank me when they're done. I've learned to practice telling the truth with enough love that they don't meet mad. They're not mad that I just told them they're fat. You're like, you know, everyone's thinking it, but no one said it. And it's not bad to be fat. All we got to talk about now is, should we take sugar out of your diet? It's not a bad thing. I mean, at least permission to say it, and then you get a vote. But if I didn't say it, said Saturn and Sag, welcome to Julia, I will compress and contract and shrink. And that's not happening to six planets in fire. How many do you have? One, two, three, four, five. Five. You have, I have four. You have five. That's a lot. I bark yeah. whenever I feel frustrated. <laughs> I'm always, yes. I'm always making bark. noises. Yes. Noises, loud, funny, make fun of yourself. Keep going. I'm so happy to see your charts. Okay. Do we finish this game? I think technically. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that was lightning round. I loved it. I know. Yeah, I love great. it. <laughs> so a little bit of truth in the middle of the day. so i saw you have a gem venus placement miss deborah um and it's i do too and it's as is least and it's gem venus time venus retrograde every you know it's the word on everyone's lips i feel like and we've talked about this on the podcast you know and when you google specific signs and placements right you'll see a lot of these same stereotypes that come over and i think gemini venus is always like can't keep no man always out there out and about you know it's always like cheating and this and that and we've talked and like i think a lot of that is that wanting gemini stimulation right what is what do you think about gemini venus placements and also this whole retrograde what is what's the lessons we're in store for if you have any themes that we should be aware of this you know it's so, it's, i love what you're saying stevie i get frustrated with astrology in part of why my school i'm a Saturn opposite the sun personality type. So quality controls my middle name and I can't stand <laughs> superficial because I've got Mercury and Taurus. So when people start going off on theories, I get pissed off. So let's start with, there's five planets going to be retrograde once Mercury goes retrograde in the summer. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be a, a rocket science to say, slow down. Everything's right. going backwards. Venus, everything's going backwards. So Oh, that's funny. Slow down. They told me I couldn't go out of the house for two months. Oh, that's funny. I can't Mm -hmm. get on the airplane, said the million mile flyer, literally. So slow down, number one. Number two, Venus going backwards. 
is there anything, this is so simple, Venus and Gemini, is there anything I need to go backwards and say to someone, I tell everyone during a Venus retrograde, make a list of your past. Here's a wisdom to, from the old person to the millennial. You cannot leave this lifetime and die if you have unfinished people behind you because you will have to come back karmically. So throughout my whole life, I have made a promise to myself that I, I'm ready to die tomorrow because why? Everybody that's behind me, not that I had to call them, who wants to talk to that stupid ex? But I, I do my best to completely forgive myself for being an idiot for choosing him. Mm -hmm. And then I forgive him for being an idiot because it doesn't seem to go away. But I do the inner work during a Venus retrograde, especially in, in Gemini, to look backwards and go, is there anyone back there that I have unfinished business with? Now, that's a high road. Damn. If you want to be preparing for your death, I see a Mercury conjunct Pluto and Scorpio. So let's just talk between you and I, Julia. Like I, prepared <laughs> for my, I, I, I really want you to hear this. If someone told me this years ago, never leave something incomplete behind you because they will come back to get you. So in a Venus retrograde, isn't that sick? Yeah, that's now, you some, but, that's but some alien ghost level stuff. I love it. But, but don't talk to them and don't call them unless it's- Okay, know, good. This you, is the advice I need to hear. Like, <laughs> you can do this all internally uh, yeah, with welcome them. Welcome to Neptune. Yes. Right. You can go inside mm -hmm. and take care of it. But you want your vibrational karmic plate to be washed before you leave here. Because otherwise, I promise, they come back. Ugh. Well, even in a, even in a not literal way, if you aren't, I have, I, it's so funny that you said it that literally, because <laughs> I feel like that's what I've been doing this Venus retrograde, Same. but it I've, is. I've been working with my therapist on forgiveness. Yeah. But it's like, even if you aren't talking to that person, you're carrying around mm. whatever feel unresolved feelings and you're letting it influence how you're behaving today, and whether you're conscious of it or not. And the next partner comes in and, and yeah. God forbid he has the sign of the one that you just left. And you're like, ew, you have that same smell. I'm leaving. <laughs> the guy didn't even open his mouth yet. Yeah. Damn. So be careful. Update. Stay in present time. Review during a Venus retrograde. Why don't people tell you this? Review during a Venus retrograde. Take the time during the new moon, which we just had, to go inside and say, is there anyone I, I pray? Is there this one here that I'm going to finish with this crazy pants story? This okay. Is going to yes. you out. Okay. I'm in a meditation. This is about eight months ago. I'm in a meditation doing my prepare for death thing, which sounds weird, but I have a lot of Scorpio and I'm in my preparation for death. And I have this voice. I can't believe it. And I say, is there anyone I have anything out with? And they say, yes, I'll, I'll change the name to make him guilty. His name was Richard Becker. And I heard that name. And I was like, Richard Becker. I haven't talked to him in 10 years. It was my, one of my best friends, ex-husbands who when she had a session with me and put her CD in the car and he started the car, he heard the session where I said to her, it's time for you to go. I was a therapist. Oh I wasn't gosh. giving her, I was, so he hated me. I never knew why, but she told me years later. So I thought, Richard Becker, I swear to God, I'm on my bicycle because I ride every day. I stop at Whole Foods. I don't know why I'm stopping at Whole Foods. I'm not even thirsty. I'm not even hungry. I get into Whole Foods and who do I see walking in the door but Richard, I look at him, I'm like, I, am I, I, and then I say to myself, you go right now, you go right now and walk up to him. So I walk up to him, he's standing at the place to get the salad bar. And I say, Richard, this is going to be the weirdest conversation you're going to have in a long time. I had a meditation this morning and they told me that if I was preparing for my death, the person I have something out with is you, please forgive me. Will you forgive me? I know you think that I helped in your divorce, but honestly, I don't think I did. Can I have a hug? And he hugged me. <laughs> In the and, then, <laughs> and, and then after I said, please forgive me. I just want, and he said, I forgive you. 
And then he's standing at the counter holding the tray to go get the salad. And, and, and I'm holding this teeny little, I don't even know. And I said to him, what are you doing here? And he said, I don't know. And he put the tray down. We both left. Oh. Wow. And then you got married and lived happily ever after. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, and then that's quite the opposite. Then I died and I had nothing on my slate. And I went straight home to the planet where they made up astrology. And they said, welcome home, Deb. Yes. <laughs> so everyone, all listeners have that to look forward to. Clean your slate. We'll be kicking it with Deborah on planet. Uh, <laughs> on planet. Planet, Astro. planet Happy planet. planet. So yeah. <laughs> if any of you want to know what to do on Venus retrograde, and by the way, there's four other planets that are going to be retrograde. Yeah. Goes retro, is take heed, take responsibility for the, so you can come into the here and now and be fresh and excited and re- reactivate your chart. But if you have ghosts, back to Neptune, if you have ghosts floating around that you have not finished, they will not leave you alone. So you've put them to bed. Venus Dang. retrograde brought to you by Deborah Silverman. Yes. I love that. That's oh, perfect. Well, and I appreciate it because I think uh, like so much of retrograde get this ghost story, right? Like they're supposed to be this fearful, blah, yeah, yeah, like this time. And it, I think when you go to the root of what a retrograde is, it's what you're saying. It is to like, blow the fuck down, take stock. Review. Review. And get your shit together if you can. Yeah. And, then- and isn't that why we're all here to keep our shit together? Sort of, of or at least smell the shit and not get offended by it and be able to bless people and say, oh, look, we're all smelly and we all love each other starting now. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Deborah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so wonderful to talk to you and and to have you look at our charts. That was amazing. Um, where, Where can people find you on the internet? It's really, really complicated. Deborah Silverman astrology.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hopefully you guys will remember. But I want to and say, I, yes. I just want to say to you guys, twice a year I have a school. It's in September and in January. It's a six-week program where you use go on Zoom, only 10 people in the room. The mentor who's looking at your chart and I spent time before she started, so she knows your chart to look for, oh, Mercury conjunct Pluto and Scorpio. Let me tell you this. And so I give them information. They're well-trained astrologers. You guys could be mentors. And then 10 people, after you train, 10 people in the room, you study your chart. And at the end of that class, I am telling you, it's learning astrology in bite-sized bits. But more than that, it's psychological psychotherapy, getting you off your stupid, broken record. I love it. I love it. You know, not to like bring it back to us, but I will. I think that's where, I mean, I love watching your, I remember your YouTube videos from before this podcast of like acting out the signs and all that stuff and seeing the Taurus thing and being like mm, fuzzy things and I'm like I love fuzzy things like and just like I think um a lesson in astrology too like saying that we should le- you know leave readings feeling better is because we're leaving feeling seen right like that we're not feeling like we're nuts for Bingo. like feeling this way or finding ourselves doing these patterns or whatever even if it's maybe I don't have an answer for how you want to do this right now but at least like I know that this is this is how you operate. And that's totally cool. <laughs> like that's, exactly. that's, that's the, that's the point of astrology. So if you guys want to study and all of you, by the way, you're going to love this people that bring me on their podcast, they get 50% off. So, oh, you can right. add, so but here's well, what we you did, do. We no else, know. <laughs> so you write, you write to one word apprenticeship. Is everybody writing this down? Apprenticeship. At, at one word apprenticeship at 
DebraSilverMinistrology.com and you say, I was a podcast host and they're going to say, there was three of you on the thing. And you're going to say, yes, we have, yeah. to have a codependent, lovely relationship. <laughs> three of us. No. Hey, and with then, a cohort, coven, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. And then you can, and then, cause once you guys, why I do this is because once a podcast person takes the class and they love it, then you could become an affiliate and make money. But besides that, you can tell all your friends. I'm just trying to promote. I have a book called The Missing Element that I sign and mail it right from my house, like the good old fashioned days, because I'm a thousand years old. And then I have the school and that's, and oh, 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 oh no, you're going to love this. Oh my God. It's starting next month. No, no, it's starting in, I don't know when, but it's called, it's called thestarcommunity.com. But it's going to turn into a library of all my material. So if you don't have the money to take the class, you can become, you can buy this library. I think it's $200 and all of my videos from like, where's the houses? Where's the planets? Mm. What's the retrogrades? What all of them are in one spot. And then you can watch me entertain you for a long time. All the, <laughs> all, the, all the famous interviews I've done with these crazy people. It's a library. It's just starting. We're going to start it. And I want everyone to feel free that they can go learn astrology for that cheap right there on my new library but i don't know when it starts that's kind of sad when we'll is this interview going out we'll get some links from your from your piece yeah. too yes. and put them in all the show yeah. notes from and everything yeah it'll be my not tomorrow but the monday after <laughs> yeah oh well then there's plenty of time don't worry yeah. about it yeah so well, and we're if you going at our that, pace and all of your listeners can write to apprenticeship at deborah silvers and say can you put me on the wait list for the class and then you i'll send you free videos and blah, blah, blah. Here you go oh, for all our little wonderful. Thank you. for Thank all our signers so learning. Yeah, Deborah, your true treat. I'm and I'll, I appreciate your uh, your science astro mind too, and especially in this archival sense because I mean I know we've talked about this on the podcast. So much of it is too is this like studying of the math, science, stars, whatever. But then there's also a social science too of just like taking the information of talking to tons of people about their charts and funneling that into information. Since yeah. Bingo. Mercury um, conjunct Jupiter and Gemini in the 11th house. Now I look at you and all I see is your chart. What's wrong with <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's, I, I agree. I think we should all have like, hello, my name is your natal, like in a little snapshot of your natal chart. And just, I think just what it should through. be is you should, it should have it on your forehead. And only if you're an astrologer, can you see it? Ooh, yes, there we Google, go. okay. Google glass. You're coming back uh, in 2020, <laughs> 2021. Yes. If anyone Let's remembers get the pale Let's glass get on project. It. Uh, yes. Get on it. Get on it. Kids. I love that it. was the funnest. This was my favorite interview because there was three of you and I like being around women. Oh, oh thank well, you. Thank you. So totally. It's so great talking favorite. to you. You're too yes. again. Okay. We could do this again sometime. Don't feel like yeah. you can't call me again. All That's right. We will. We're holding we absolutely it. will. We're holding it Toodles. to you. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. What's your sign? What's your sign? What's your sign?